pressure by now God, you would have reached down And wiped our tears away Stepped in and saved the day But once again I say amen And it's still raining And as the thunder rolls I barely hear you whisper through the rain I'm with you And as your mercy falls I raise my hands and praise the God who gives And takes away And I'll praise you in this dark And I will lift my hand Cause you are who you are No matter where I am And every tear I cry You hold in your hand you never left my side Though my heart is torn I will praise you in this I remember when I stumbled in the wind You heard my cry to you You raised me up again My strength is almost gone How can I carry on If I can't find you But as the thunder rolls I barely hear you whisper through the Takes away, and I praise you in this dark, and I will lift my hands, cause you are who you are, no matter where I am, and every tear I cry, you hold in your hands, you never I will praise you in this storm oh, oh. And though my heart is torn I will praise you in this storm I lift my eyes unto the hills Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the Maker Heaven and earth, I lift my eyes unto the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the Maker of heaven and earth.
I was there the moment that it happened But you couldn't see me through the pain I caught every tear as they were falling When you lost your heart that day Yeah, you lost your heart that day Now you wanna see through broken lenses Trying to keep your head above the shame You believe the lie that I am distant But I hold you every day Yeah, I hold you every day If you could see
faithfully serving. Amen. He's always been fine not being number one. You know yep. what I mean? Amen. He's fine not being at the top of the totem pole Amen. because he's satisfied with being number one in his field. Right. See, that's the problem yeah. in our church wow. is we think if I'm at the top of the totem pole, then I'm not number one. Why don't you just yeah. be happy being number two on the totem pole, yeah. but number one in the field that you operate in? That's right. Why don't you quit trying to compete with the head pastor and just be the best deacon or be the best Sunday school teacher or the best worship leader or the best? I don't care if you pick up cigarette butts. The Bible says, do all things as <laughs> the Lord. That's right. Smile and be the best butt picker up with there is. See what David's done to me. He's rubbed off on me. Sheep and dogs among the flock. I'd like to touch on the first couple chapters. I know Timo touched on some of them too, and I just kind of want to go back through them, and then that way I don't kind of jump into anything he's going to do next week. But the art of assisting your pastor, you know in this book it's so powerful, it has 14 approvals. I'm not talking about like, like Blake Rice wrote an approval in it. I'm talking Dr. Medina Pullins. Dr. Parsley wrote the foreword. You know, people of renowned faith and giants and the faith people pastoring big churches wrote, writing more books than we'll ever write, said, had the, had, had the uh, enough courage and faith in this man in this book to say, wow, you should read this. And so I give credit where credit is due to this man of God. So let's get going. I'll make it quick. You know, one thing I want to point out to you, some people wonder, well, what is a sheepdog? Uh, there's more to it than just a big old fluffy critter that runs around the farm. You know, a sheepdog is actually a dog that comes from a breed that is suitable for herding, guarding, and raising the sheep. They specialize in raising the sheep. And in his first chapter of this book, he talks about help wanted. As I started thinking about that and thinking about they're a certain breed, that means they have to be a certain bloodline. They have to have a certain DNA in them. And when I thought of that, the Holy Spirit said this to me. He said, if you don't have the DNA of a sheepdog, you don't have the destiny of a sheepdog. Yeah. So you'll never fulfill that destiny of assisting your pastor as a sheepdog if you don't have that bloodline. And that blood is the blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's where it all starts. That's what gets us in. It's not my talent that makes me makes me efficient in the kingdom. It's, it's not how much I have outside of this place or what I do in my community that makes me effective and the most valuable. It's the anointing and the blood of Christ that's in me and on my life that makes me the most effective to my pastor yeah. and to this church. Help wanted. He talks about in the first chapter of Moses and how Moses had so many people to govern and how he was a shepherd or, you know, uh, over a big flock. And so his father Jethro gives him an idea. He says, you need to get others to help you because you're going to overwhelm yourself trying to do it all by yourself. Yeah. And that's why many pastors do. In the first chapter, he said this. He said, uh, he talks about, he says, this pastor says, God, I can't take it anymore because this was a declaration born out of desperation. A man who was who had let his wick burn out. A man who had who had tried to do too many things at once, and he had burned himself down because he didn't have help. Mm. And that's where you come in. That's where you become effective. That's what makes you valuable because it's those people that need you to come along the pastor and help him be the best that he can be right. and be the best in our community that we can be for the glory of God to advance the kingdom and push this thing forward. Amen. Amen. 
So shepherds lead a flock. They don't push a flock. That's different. See, cattle have to be driven. They have to be pushed. But a shepherd, a real shepherd will never have to push his sheep. Amen. A real shepherd is trusted by the sheep and they follow that shepherd. If they don't follow that shepherd, it's because they don't trust that shepherd and they're scared of that shepherd or that shepherd abuses them and mistreats them and he doesn't care about them. But that's why David said, y'all just throw this in for free. In Psalms 23, he says, the Lord is my shepherd. Amen. Right. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. Yeah. I know what it says. I'm not quoting the whole thing. I'm just giving you some of it. But he, he says, he restoreth my soul. You know sheep won't go to water unless it's calm and cool and clear. Amen. And if it's, if it's turbulent, he won't go, they won't go there and drink. But he said the shepherd loves us enough to pick us out a spot that we can go drink from the well. Yeah. So that we don't ever have to go thirsty. So that we can be hydrated. So we have to learn to trust the shepherd. And the shepherd's job is to have sheep dogs who help keep the sheep in line. See, it's not just about bossing the sheep around. It's about raising the sheep, yeah. watching out. You know yeah. one of the biggest misconceptions about being a leader in the church is everybody thinks the second they get a title that they're entitled. The second they get a title, they feel entitled to go bully and boss people around. There's more to bossing people around. It's called compassion and love. And if you're going to be a leader and a sheepdog, as this book says in God's kingdom, you better first learn how to love people before you're going to lead people. That's because right. you can't lead people you don't love. Right. You'll just be a dictator and a boss. They'll just be a know-it-all, and they'll never follow you, and they'll just be like cattle that you constantly have to drive. You have to push them everywhere they go, and that's why that's why they leave the flock and run off, and then you have to have all these sheepdogs chasing them down because they're scattered everywhere. Whoa, where have I heard that before? Holy Ghost has said in Jeremiah, woe unto the pastors and shepherds who scatter my flock. Because that's what they do. They scatter the flock by the ways that they live and the things they do. Shepherds lead a flock. They don't push the flock. When this happens, I like this. Holy Ghost said this to me. When this happens, a shepherd can easily begin to micromanage and the sheep dogs are without an instructor and then the sheep are without instruction. The sheep dogs have no instructor. Therefore, the sheep have no instruction. So it's important for the sheepdogs to come up under the shepherd and trust him. So when they receive from the shepherd, they have direction for the sheep. Yeah. And there's not chaos and confusion. What is a mark of the enemy in the church? Chaos and confusion. Yeah. Because God is not the author of that. Right. I'm going to screw this up. You'll never fulfill the vision. And this, this is something the Lord impressed upon me, but it came from Elder Canfield because he's always talking about trusting the visionary in the church. And, and Pastor Parsley talks about casting a vision, being a visionary. But Elder Canfield said something, and it inspired this quote to me. God said, you'll never fulfill the vision if you don't follow the visionary. If you don't follow the one with the vision, you'll never fulfill the vision. I can't fulfill what he has in his heart, what God's gave him, if I don't follow his leading. Amen. 
How can we go the same way unless we pull the same way? If you're unequally yoked, as the Bible says, one will pull that way, the other will pull that way, and before you'll ever pull together, you'll first pull apart. And so the sheepdogs come in as reinforcements, not replacements. They don't replace the shepherd. God, I can preach that for 30 minutes. We are not here to replace the shepherd. We are reinforcements for the shepherd. That's right. But number two, he goes on in the second chapter, he talks about help wanted, and there's so much more that he can elaborate, but I'll ever do. But number two, he, in chapter two, he talks about what happens in the fold stays in the fold. Yeah. And this is really important because basically what it's saying is what happens in the church stays in the church. Number one, the first thing you need to learn as a leader, do, do not air our dirty laundry outside this church. Matter of fact, you should air our dirty laundry to the people in this church. Amen. If you're a leader and you sit in a meeting, woe unto you if you talk about the pastor or anybody in this church behind our back outside of that room. <laughs> I know it ain't popular, but I'm just saying. Vicarious trauma is, I learned this at Aetna where I work. Vicarious trauma is when my trauma becomes your trauma because all I do is talk about my trauma. <laughs> and so what, I, what people do in the kingdom of God is we traumatize other people with our trauma and our baby mama drama. That's what we do. We take all the garbage that's in the church and all the bad stuff and we take it home and we take it to our family reunions and we take it to other churches and we get on Facebook and we let all the dirty laundry out and then we wonder why people think bad about us. That's well, maybe right. it's because you told them all the dirty stuff. That's right. Maybe because you said all the bad stuff we did 10 years ago and people still talking about it. That's right. But sheep dogs, they don't do that. They're not meant to do that. Sheepdogs aren't meant to just go against the shepherd. If a sheepdog goes against the shepherd, it was never for the shepherd, and it's not meant to follow that shepherd, and it better just go find another pasture is what it ought to do and find another flock if it's not going to submit and surrender to the shepherd. Yeah. Because the sheepdog is meant to help the flock. So don't let your relationship with ministry ruin your relationship with your family. See, God said this to me, and it was so good. It moved me so. It was just coming to me so quick today. But he said there's a difference between people who need compassion and people who need counseling. <laughs> he said, I can pray for you and love on you and talk to you about that and tell my wife to pray for you. But if you have an issue that needs counseling and real problems or whatever's going on, they don't need to know that. Yeah. And what I'm saying is there's a difference because I'm not trying to bring all the stuff home to her and make your stuff her stuff. Yeah, exactly. I'm not trying to bring anything that's between me and you home and put it on her and make her not like you. <laughs> I don't do that. I'm not going to do that. Why? Because I've done it before. Yeah. I have. Do you think I'm going to stand up here and make her not perfect? <laughs> I've done that thing before. Yeah. I've had to learn the hard way. I've had to learn what it's like to hurt those around me because I was mad and hurting at those I love near me. Mm. And so I had to learn how to separate those things. In chapter 3, I'm almost done. Give me five more minutes. In chapter 3, he talks about the misses, the ministry, and money. And Pastor David and Amy, they did such a great job at talking about that. I don't even need to cover that. 
they covered all that. So we're going to stop with chapter four. Chapter four. <laughs> it's called. Tom's <laughs> 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 gone bad. <laughs>
But guess what? They wasn't throwing leadership positions on us the second we got saved. Yeah. They wasn't letting us leave the flock the second we got saved. There was a time of cultivation. Now end with this. So sheep dogs, when they went bad, Elder Canto was talking about how these dogs were secretly doing more damage to the flock than they was doing good for the flock. And so I thought about this. Bad things happen when leaders stop praying for the sheep and start praying on the sheep. They go from the prayer list to the grocery list. Amen. <laughs> and that's what happens sometimes, especially if you let pride. Matter of fact, Elder Canfield addresses three things in this book. He said that will make this happen every time. Pride, money, and sex. Every single time will cause problems in a church. Pride, money, sex. Every single time will cause problems in a church if it's not addressed. And when you put the wrong people in the wrong position, with the wrong power, with the wrong authority, they'll spend a lot of time doing more bad than good because they can't handle that position or that power. There's nothing new in the church. Once a sheep dog gets a craving for the sheep, it can often become uncontrollable. Have you ever seen a dog that gets the taste of blood in its mouth when it kills a chicken or something? Yeah. If anybody's ever been on a farm or been around that, what happens? Once he gets a taste for blood, it's on. That's all at once. Now, am I saying that people as, as, as leaders in the church, that, that if we mess up, that, that that's the end of us? No, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is in, in, in the old days, if a dog turned on, uh, turned on the flock, they'd shoot it. <laughs> Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, Elder Canfield so eloquently used this term, they gave it a vaccination of lead. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a shot. But here's what I wanted to tell you. We don't shoot them and we don't shun them. We shoulder them. We don't shoot them, we don't shun them. We shoulder them. Through repentance and restoration, a space of time separate from the leadership position and the temptation, and that gives them time to get right with God and get right with men. We treat people the way we hope to be treated. That's how we should do it. So be cautious because you can easily, quickly stop caring about others if all you do is care about yourself. That's on page 50. Many sheepdogs have stopped listening to their shepherd because they only listen to themselves. God can't use those. If you, matter of fact, I'll say this, and partially has said this before, very similar. If you don't listen to your pastor, chances are you won't listen to God. Yeah. And you know why? Because God put that pastor in charge of you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so if you're going to come here and you submit so much to God, then you ought to submit to your pastor. And so if we're going to be effective in ministry and effective as sheepdogs, and we're going to come along our pastor and help him, then one thing, two things we're going to have to do, we're going to have to submit and surrender to his authority. And that's not always easy, but the greatest thing we can do is when you trust the shepherd and the shepherd trusts you, wow, you can really do some things in the kingdom. My time's up. That's the end of chapter four. Maybe I'll be back another day to help do some more. If not, you can find me on YouTube. I love you guys. <laughs>